Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Be more ambitious because sometimes... I forget to think bigger. So if you had no fear, if you could do anything, what would you aim to? Um, That's always good to keep in mind. Today's Women in Tech podcast shout out goes to Corinna Santoro. That's Corinna Santoro. Thank you so much for your sweet message. Corinna wrote us on Instagram that she just discovered the podcast and she's been binge listening and she doesn't binge listen anything, which is incredible. Um, She says that she loves what we're doing. She works with a tech employee resource group and she has been telling everybody about the show Corinna thank you so much for your DM it means so much be sure to say hello to Corinna on Instagram tell her that you discovered her via the women in tech podcast at the only Corinna that's t-h-e-o-n-l-y-c-o-r-i-n-a Thank you so much, Corinna, for your love on Instagram. To find us on Instagram, go to at Women in Tech Show. That's at Women in Tech Show on Insta. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We're so proud of what we've created with the Women in Tech podcast. To support us in our journey to celebrating women in tech around the world, go to womenintech.fm and click on the donation link on the right side of the page. That's womenintech.fm. The donation link is the top right side of the page. We really appreciate you being a part of our journey and we look forward to celebrating so many more women to come. I created a spot talking about the transition of my office and I just felt like I was whining and melancholy and I just didn't want to do that to your day. So I'm re-recording this and I see this book to my right, thanks to Rose, who put it there for me, a collection of brilliant quotations for a beautiful life. Let's open it up and see what we find. Cheerfulness. That's exactly not what I feel on this Saturday. Blessed are the happiness makers. Blessed are they who know how to shine. How strange that like this is the one I open up to, right? Transition is hard. It's really uncomfortable. At least it has been for me. When I first started, even when I was a teenager... I remember like looking over my balcony. I grew up in LA in Westwood and looking over my balcony and just totally feeling like anything was possible for me. Like I could create and invent anything. And then as the years go on and, and I became an entrepreneur as an adult, after, you know, heartbreak and failure, it starts to f- feel like restrictive. Like there's a restriction on my dreams. There, there's sometimes like a limit to what I could do, or sometimes I feel like one of those, um, you know, those things that pop up from the floor and then they, you knock them back down. Whack-a-mole. I feel like a whack-a-mole. I'm kind of like in the whack-a-mole phase. And um, I'm not really vibing my sense of fluidity at the moment. And I miss it and I crave it. And I envisioned my fluidity with my old space. And now that I don't have those walls, I don't know 
feels like I'm at a loss on how to create, how to be the artist that, that I know I am in my heart or my art is human connection. And in order to deliver human connection, what I need first is I need myself. And I don't feel like I have myself right now because there's no way that I could energetically share my spirit if my spirit feels stifled, you know? So I'm just doing my best to, to refine my steps and, um, feels complicated and icky. And I'm so thankful that I have a team that lets me be exactly who I am. And so I could share vulnerable moments like this and they still have my back. Thank you guys and girls. <laughs> I'm thinking of you right now, Janice and Adam and Carl and Gerald. And it's just, thank you. Thank you for being a part of my journey. Anyway, it's Saturday and it's been a few weeks of eating donuts and potato chips and all sorts of processed foods and not drinking water and like an overconsumption of just anything that I don't usually eat. So I feel like I have to jump into a process of getting the toxins out of my body. And so I stopped by the co-op this morning to get a big green juice and started with water. And I just know it's going to be hard because, you know, right now my entire body is craving more whole foods, chocolate chip cookies and all this stuff I've been indulging in to just mask that that this process of transition evolving into what's next is is um, uncomfortable. And I don't do drugs or drink very often. And so I've been using food to, to find my dopamine fix, to find that solace. And I need to, I need to let go of my crutch and just like power through. Because honestly, like I'm trying to remember that things aren't like I'm healthy and that's all that actually matters is that I'm healthy. Like nothing else actually matters other than health. I mean, it matters that we're good to people, I think, right? But like at the core of everything, if we don't have our health, everything else is insane. And I do have my health right now. And I want to focus on the power of gratitude for that. And um, before I go, there's this other little book that Rose put up. The Little Book of Self-Care, 200 Ways to Refresh, Restore, and Rejuvenate. Let's open this up randomly. Oh my gosh, no, I can't. <laughs> okay, I'll read it to you guys because it's so, this is so bad. I literally opened this book, right, to a random page, and it's so, <laughs> it's so racy. I'm such a conservative person, but I'll, I'll read it out loud, even though I'm like completely blushing. I can't believe it just said this. Literally the page I opened up, it's not even a scanless book, you guys. It's called The Little Book of Self-Care and it's like light blue and purples and peaches. I open it up and it's like, make time for a quickie. I swear, I can't even believe I said that out loud. All right, book and universe, you're very funny. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to do the best I can with my day and my green juice and I will open more pages in this book to see what else it has to offer me. All right, bye. Women in Tech podcast, celebrating and connecting women in tech around the world. I'm really excited about her next guest. First of all, she is the most patient person ever. Patricia's literally been waiting for 
two hours to do an interview and she hasn't complained once. And it's really interesting having interviewed over 500 women in tech around the world. You meet all sorts of different types of people. And I just have to say how much I appreciate just understanding that it's like not personal <laughs> and just being so chill. Sometimes I remember I was doing, um, uh, I'm actually not going to say the name because I just don't want them to feel bad or anything, but I was doing an interview with a really major network and I had to wait a few hours and I, I was like you and I just was like super chill because I did that because I didn't give them a hard time and I understood they were doing their best they could do with production. It led to so many opportunities where they have featured me on some major media and I I honestly think it's because I was just super chill for a few hours and didn't give them a hard time. Because I'm like, how in the world am I on Forbes right now? How in the world am I on this right now? You know, I'm like, I think they just, you know, felt still feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, amazing. If this can get me to Forbes, that would be great. But otherwise, I'm happy to do it. I mean, I understand what the struggle is. And sometimes, you know, you have too many things to do on a date doesn't it's yeah. crazy and it's really crazy and as you know you are interview number 11 today yes. which is insane and so yeah anyway i really appreciate it and i'm really excited to do um this interview and also because you're in an industry that doesn't get talked about a lot and as i mentioned we have a mutual contact and someone i consider a friend that is um awesome and she's made major moves in the industry so yeah. we are going to get into sex tech <laughs> Yay. Exciting. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, I'm Patricia. I come from the Canary Islands. Uh, very young, I moved to Barcelona to study. I studied business and then I started working in tech consulting. So for a very big corporation, which didn't quite fit my style. I was working in banking, which is sort of a gray industry. It wasn't my passion. You know, I always knew I wanted to make a difference. And sex was definitely one of my passions, sex toys as well. So it was kind of the way things turned out. My friend from 20 years also shared the same passion. She wanted to be an entrepreneur. So when the opportunity came to move to London and get Vibio started, which is the company that I, that I run, then it was a no-brainer for me. Now, why sex tech? Yeah. So... Besides the fact that I already had an interest in sex toys uh, since a long time ago, I'm also interested in the fact that sex tech industry has always been dominated by guys, by um, men doing sex toys for women. And I think that should change. I also think there is a big need in, in society to accept sexuality and talk about these things more openly. So it was definitely something that I felt comfortable doing. And I think it's very important, not only for the sexual health of uh, people, but also for their mental health. Go into it even further, because like literally I'm one of those people right now where even talking or thinking about the subject makes me like feel yeah. really reserved. And I think that's what you're yeah. combating um, or forging ahead, trying to evolve so that it could be a more creative, comfortable conversation instead of me feeling like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, so taboo. Definitely. Yeah, But we get this a lot. So we talk very naturally about our business and our toys and what we want to uh, get people to do. Uh, and you see people are curious. Uh, they want to know more, but they, they don't know where to start. Maybe they, they're interested in sex toys, but they don't know which one to get first. 
or they have preconceived notions of what a sex toy looks like and they imagine a big dildo and maybe they think, oh, but I, I never have I never have an orgasm from penetration, so yeah. I don't know if that's going to be for me. Right. So that's something that we try to do different. Uh, we try to do designs that work for the body of the woman. So 80% of us climax through external stimulation, so only clitoris stimulation. So we had... Um, from the very beginning, very clear that we wanted to start with um, a vibrator for the clitoris. And yeah, then it evolved from there. Another guest that we've had, uh, have you heard of the company Maya Laurels? Yes. Yeah. So we had uh, her on the show uh, talking about that's um, underwear for, I can't see, like I'm like blushing even talking about mm -hmm. it. Anyway, it's to be able to partake in activities <laughs> like, yeah. and not feel bad. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to let you run the yeah, show. No I'm just going to blush no the whole way there. It happens. <laughs> um, I wasn't as comfortable talking about these issues before I started the company. Of course, I was open about it and curious. But it, when you have to pitch your company to so many different people, like men, women, everybody, then you just grow a thick skin and you just say it like it's nothing. When you say, I'm even afraid to ask this, but... I think I think you're gonna be like you're probably giving give me a really tame answer that I'm not gonna expect. But when you say um, it's something you've been passionate about for a long time that you became interested in a long time ago, what does that mean? So I had my first sex toy when I was uh, 19, and I bought one of the like mainstream dildos. You know, it was actually a strap on. So one that you would use uh, with another partner. Yeah. But I didn't even know that at the time. I just thought, oh, yeah, this will work for me. And I mean, it's fine. But definitely I've discovered I was missing out on so many different designs that could have worked for me much better. So this is why I, we decided to do like a different toy. We are doing a wearable for women. And it's basically a vibrator, very comfortable to wear. Um, that you can place between your body and the underwear, and then you can control via an app. So that opens up a world of possibilities that a normal vibrator can't, right? Because you can control the intensity of the different patterns. You can go through patterns really easily uh, just by clicking on the app. And you can also let your partner control it for you, which is like... That's crazy. Exactly. So the reason, <laughs> like, I'm all for uh, women using vibrators on themselves, um, just uh, for their own pleasure. But if you can also introduce that in a couple and make it a fun game and a way to explore your sexuality and kind of, you know, be more open about what you want, then all the better. I heard recently, I don't remember where it was, but I was really surprised when I heard this, that most women don't have orgasms. Yeah, not with heterosexual sex, yeah. Explain that, yeah. So, yeah, basically... Um, the women that most enjoy sex, if you count enjoyment as having orgasms, are lesbian women. Um, this is pure statistics. Uh, women that are partaking in heterosexual sex, they normally don't climax while they're having sex. And they mostly don't climax from vaginal penetration. So it's all about foreplay. It's all about, um, I don't know all the other spectrum of things that you can do in the bedroom besides just penetration. And I think that's so important to acknowledge. And we all fake orgasms. We've all done that. And it's only misleading people into believing that 
you're doing something wrong if you're having sex and you're not climaxing, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, there are so many different ways you can enjoy sex with a partner that may include that, but, you know, also has a little bit for you. I'm going to share something that I'll probably regret sharing later. Never say that. I'm really committed to being a vulnerable leader. So, and I do this show to bring in, um, really honest, organic conversations. So here it goes, <laughs> even though I don't really want to be. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, I feel in intimate situations that I, I'm not really um, interested in them often because I feel like I'm left not feeling satisfied myself. And most of the time I feel like I'm in the role of being like pleasing the other person, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's something. I don't know if it's cultural, if it's expected of us. Maybe it's because women don't learn to understand their bodies the same way that guys are encouraged to, you know, like masturbate and they're talking about wonking off when they're 11 years old. For us, it's a taboo still, uh, the fact that we masturbate and we use sex toys. So it's something that, you know, it's a personal process um, that you need to understand yourself. And once you understand what your needs are, you're also you also need to communicate them. And that's probably the most difficult part. Yeah. But... You know, um, when you start talking about it with your partner, then you realize your partner also wants to please you. And the reason that he or she is not doing it is probably because they don't understand how to or they they don't understand what they're doing wrong. Interesting. So it's all about bringing that conversation. And that's something that we have very much in mind. So our toy is designed for couples that maybe want to try something new or they they need to spice things up because they've been together for a long time. Right. But bringing up that conversation is often a bit problematic. Right. It can seem like, oh, there's a problem in our relationship. This is so bad. You know, you can make a big deal out of it. But you really don't. You know, you can make it fun. You can frame it as a game. Like, oh, let's just use this toy and see um you know, what we can do with it. What I like about your technology is it seems very safe and mm-hmm. safe. Sorry, I don't mean safe in the classic sense when you're talking about sex. I, I mean, it seems like emotionally safe mm-hmm. and it seems um, more like playful yeah. and, and emotionally safe rather than this like super naked, vulnerable, like, you know, like yeah. it just it's seen. Yeah, it seems very explorative and fun. Yeah, that's basically what we stand for. And think of it as a Fitbit for your for your sexual activity. <laughs> so you can have your own goals. You can set up goals with your Stop. partner. Stop. Yes. Stop. What kind of goals can you have? So maybe I have you wanna, some goals. Yeah, we all have some goals. <laughs> we all have some goals. So we could be from having three orgasms a week to having a session, um, five orgasms in a row. You know, Stop. you can you can aim high or you can aim low and just go safe and say, oh, I wanna I wanna use the toy once this week. And, you know, that's also fine. Oh my uh, there gosh. are different levels. Uh, not everybody is comfortable with the same. Not, not everybody needs the same amount of sexual activity to be satisfied. But it's all about making it fun to try new things. You can maybe set up a goal with your partner to go to a sex party. Yeah. Or maybe add a partner and, and do a threesome. Yeah. Or, you know, there is something for everybody. One of my friends is um, trying the poly 
amorous. She's pretty much Polly yeah. now. She's been doing it for a few years and she loves it. And um, I think it'd be interesting if like all of her boyfriends or however yeah. it's called that just had control of that. Can you have multiple partners have control of the app? Not at the same time. Yeah. Not in the first version of the app, but that's definitely something that we consider. It's not only for couples like uh, monogamous couples. It could be anybody. It could be a play partner. It could be a friend. It's just a fun game. Oh, my gosh. You talked a little bit about mental health. How yeah. does a healthy sexual lifestyle contribute to a positive brain health? Well, it's super important, not only biologically. So, of course, when you have sex or you masturbate, you get endorphins in your body that make you feel awesome and happy. But it's more than that. You know, It also affects your self-esteem. And your self-esteem and the, the view that you have of yourself also affects how you treat others and how, how you interact with people around you. So it's definitely very important for them. And I think everybody should be uh, entitled to their sexual pleasure. Doesn't sexual pleasure release something like some sort of chemical in the brain? Well, it's endorphins, I guess. Yeah. Or is it different? Yeah, yeah. So all the pleasure, the pleasure hormone. Same as fitness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same kind of rush that you feel. Uh, the same when you take drugs, for example. It's yeah. Same reaction in the body, but completely healthy. And where is your company right now? And where do you hope to be? Like, where are you going? Yeah. So right now we're working on the final version of the hardware and we're designing the app parallelly. We tried, we already tested our initial designs with a group of women that had been uh, super lovely and had, have helped us get uh, this new version right. So we'll probably have that in about a month. And we plan to launch a Kickstarter campaign very soon. So hopefully um, we'll, we'll have the product in the customer's hands by mid next year. And do you have a prototype? Yes. So the prototype is what your beta group has been using. Yes. Yeah. And then you're going to, um, scale it up and will you, will it only be controlled by app? I know like some skateboards, um, you could only control with your phone and then some, you know, of uh, the electronic skateboards and then some people like to have just an, a device that's independent yep. from the phone. Will it have an option to have its own device? Definitely. Yeah. We, we are also including manual controls because you sometimes you just want to use it without the app and it's always good to have the option, right? Yeah. And it's a wearable. So while you're wearing it, it's hard to control with the buttons because of course it's a bit unconspicuous if you're just, you know, touching buttons while yeah. you're wearing it. But um, you can also use it during sex as a bullet vibrator. So that way, it's better to use it manually, just holding it in your hand and giving the vibrations where you need them and forget about the app. So, yeah, it, it's all about the versatility and being able to use the toy however you prefer. So, so crazy. Mm -hmm. And did you have a tech bar? Like, how did you end up here? Like, I mean, building hardware is yeah. like, yeah. So it's funny because we're both, we both have a business background, um, both co-founders, but we had tried other wearable vibrators and we didn't quite like the shape of it. So there are internal vibrators, which we don't like because most women, as I mentioned, uh, climax from external stimulation. So we yeah. kind of knew we wanted a clitoris vibrator and the ones we'd seen didn't really work. So we just thought, okay, let's design this anatomically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's make it fit a vulva. And we took the average measurements for vulvas. And then from that, we did different versions, different sketches that we turned into 3D files. And then we 3D printed. 
And after a couple of iterations, we have a whole box full of um, old models. Uh, we got a group of women together and they tested the size. So it, it was only the shape of it. And from that, we got our prototypes, our working prototypes that we would then test in like with 50 women. Yeah. And both you and your co-founder are based in London, right? Yes. Yeah. And how has London been in supporting uh, your startup to accelerate forward? So London is a great place to start a startup. That's for sure. And we come from a small island in Spain. And even in Spain, like in the bigger cities, there's not the same startup culture. There's not the same amount of money available for investment. So it's definitely been great for growing our network, our connections. Um, Google Campus has been really helpful to us. We have free co-working space here in London. So it's been great. It's been a year so far. And we we couldn't have done this as fast as we have without being in London. I mean, I have so much to ask. I think your story is um, important. I think this this industry, like I said, this whole this whole interview, I'm like feeling like reserved and scared and blushing and and I do think sex health is extremely important to our mental health and to feel so much. Um, shame attached yeah. to something that's supposed to be so positive is unfortunate. Yeah, hopefully uh, it will change. And I think it's changing. So right now the feminist movement is also bringing light to these issues. And I'm sure men eventually will also come to have a similar movement where they also feel free to explore their sexuality using sex toys, which is something that it's not done at the moment. Uh, you don't see many men talking about sex toys either. That's true. So, you know, there's also a stigma there. But definitely when it comes to women and masturbation, uh, there's a bigger issue there to unfold. And, yeah, it's it's just, it's a shame that many women carry with them. But, yeah, hopefully it will change. Before we segue into some other types of questions, can you give us some tips for a healthy, healthy... Yes. Yeah. That. So healthy <laughs> that, right? Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. Can you give us some tips for healthy, healthy? Yes. Yeah. That. So healthy <laughs> that, right? So um, I would recommend exploring your body. And if you don't know what you like and how you like to be touched, then you need to figure out that first. You know, I think that's the most important step. Because then you're able to communicate that with partners and have an open conversation and improve your overall sexual health and sex life. So it's all about understanding what you need and having the confidence and the ability to talk about it with your partners. Or Where do you whoever. even start, though? Yeah, I mean... Do you, is there a book you recommend or, or even a podcast to listen to? So in terms of getting the, the very first steps... 
Um, there are companies here in London doing similar stuff, uh, trying to help women to understand better their bodies. Fairly is one of them. Fairly? So, Fairly. It's an app. F-E-R-L-Y. F-E-R-L-Y. And we'll include it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend if you've never ever masturbated or you have tried but unsuccessfully, then I would recommend checking this app. Uh, it's about mindfulness, but applied to sexual experiences. So it's all about letting go of that shame. And if you already have that step covered and you already masturbate and are proud, and then I would recommend listening to Come Curious, which is a podcast. And it's C-U-M Curious. No, actually, it's not. It's not. <laughs> But that would be that would be better. No, no. Oh we also God. use those puns. What is it? What so is it's come like C O M E. Curious. Yeah, but um, <laughs> your name is better. <laughs> I don't think I can make it through this podcast. <laughs> okay, keep going. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Adam. Our poor editor listening to me right now. <laughs> I mean, he can leave it. It's fun. I think the audience might enjoy that. No, I I feel bad for him having to like edit this interview. He's like, oh my god, I don't. This is TMI. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um. But yeah, those are uh, really good resources if you're interested in in this space. And this is your first podcast that you've been on. Yes, I'm a podcast virgin. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and is do you listen to podcasts? Yes. Which um, is which is one you'd recommend to everybody in general? So Come Curious, yeah. uh, the one I was mentioning yeah. before, that's really good. Uh, also, Just the Tips. Um, just the Tip? Yeah, Just the Tip. I literally can't make it I mean, they're all sex-related, of course. <laughs> I also listen to other types of podcasts. I mean, the Gary Vee podcast is good. The Guardian, but when it comes to sex, yeah, Come Curious is the one I prefer. Uh, what is Come Curious about and what is Just the Tip about? So they're both about navigating your sexuality and kind of encouraging women to be more open about it, discussing different sex topics. It could be kink, it could be uh, sex with a partner, it could be past experiences, tips and tricks, just sex talk but yeah. in a very natural and cool way. And Just the Tip? Yeah, it's it's similar. Okay. I always ask this question, mm -hmm. but now I don't want to ask you this question because I'm afraid of the answer. So you can say, what's your favorite tech tool or hardware or software or mobile app? <laughs> Do so, I want to know? It's very vanilla. It's very vanilla. Oh, thank so, goodness. <laughs> I really like using Canva. Oh, it's it, a great it's one. A, it's a great tool. It's a design tool, yeah. Yeah, because it allows you to do beautiful stuff without any of the talent, which yeah. I can relate Beautiful to. design work, yeah. Yes, beautiful design work. So for our pitch deck, we've used it, and uh, it's been great for that. Also for social media, if you want to do like a post or some sort of inspirational message, totally. we would use it. Um, events. So it's useful for anything, really. And a few uh, questions. One is, uh, how can people connect with you? Like, yeah. where should they find you? So if it's business related, they can find me on my LinkedIn, which is Patricia Cervantes. Can you spell your name for everybody? So my name is Patricia, but in English. So Patricia. <laughs> And then my surname, C-E-R-V-A-N-T-E-S, like the Spanish writer. And uh, your website? And the website of the company is vibio.co.uk, V-I-B-I-O. And you can find us on Instagram as well at Vibio Toys or on Facebook as well. 
And okay, three last questions. An easy one. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite book that you recommend? So it's not sex related. My favorite book probably is Factfulness, which is a very optimistic book about the state of society and the economy and how far we've come in the last few years. Well, more like 50 and 60 years. Because right now there's a lot of negativity in the world and we often forget how far we've come and all the beautiful progress that we're making. So it's a really good book, fact-based, if you want to feel better about the world. Say it again, it's fact. Factfulness. And we'll include that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And then what is a huge obstacle that you successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? So hmm, it's an interesting one. I think the biggest obstacle is probably myself at points. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, having self-doubt, believing that, yeah, I mean, it would be great, but, you know, it's also a lack of understanding that I can do it. Sometimes yeah. you, you need that person to say, no, you need to be more ambitious. Like, yeah, this is good, this is good but if you did this and this, like, you'd be so much better. And it's true. Sometimes I'm not ambitious, ambitious enough. Yeah. And I think that's something that all women or most women uh, feel at some points in their lives. So it's nice to to have that reminder. Um, yeah, go for it anyway. And one last question. What's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Be more ambitious because sometimes I forget to think bigger. I think big, but I could be thinking even bigger. Even bigger. What if anything is possible, then what? Exactly. So if you had no fear, if you could do anything, what would you aim to? Um, that's That's always good to keep in mind. And having that voice, it could be your own voice or it could be a friend or it could be a mentor. Or it could be, I don't know, your, even your boss just saying, yeah, you can do better and you can think bigger. I probably should have asked this question way earlier, but how are you funding this whole thing? So we bootstrapped for a year and our company's uh, our birthday was like two weeks ago. So congratulations, yes. startup birthday. Yes. <laughs> um, and now we're fundraising. We have our, a few investors on board already. Nice. So, Congrats. Thank you. Are they UK based or? Yes. And no. So some of them, yes. But we're also talking to, um, to different people abroad. But yeah, mainly in the UK. Can I now. ask how much you've raised? So, so far, it's only 30K. Only like it's more than zero. It's more money than you had before. I think yes. that's great. Oh, but we're planning to raise uh, more after the crowdfunding campaign. Once our valuation goes up, um, we get some traction. Our idea is to raise big money to fund the app development and get the product ready. And when do you think the crowdfunding campaign will go live? So we're aiming November, but probably it's going to be January. So probably January. So if you guys have any suggestions on how Patricia can have the most successful crowdfunding campaign, please, please, please reach out to her. Where's the best place for them to give you advice on crowdfunding? So just reach out on LinkedIn. I'll be happy to talk to you. Or otherwise, you can also send us an email through our website. Um, yeah, I'll read that and we can get in touch. Yeah, I mean, we have to support one another and crowdfunding is not easy. Yeah. It's a whole strategy. And so if you guys have any helpful tips for her, please, please, please do reach out. Yeah, Th we will appreciate any kind of support we can get. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. And like I said, and being so gracefully patient. 
It's my pleasure. I respect your time. And then, and sometimes stuff like today happens and I just really, really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. It's been lovely to be here. If you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. My name is Patricia Cervantes, and I am the co-founder and chief operational officer in Vibio. And we make smart sex toys that encourage people to explore their sexuality in a natural way. We're based in London, and you're listening to Women in Tech. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We're so proud of what we've created with the Women in Tech podcast. To support us in our journey to celebrating women in tech around the world, go to womenintech.fm and click on the donation link on the right side of the page. That's womenintech.fm. The donation link is the top right side of the page. We really appreciate you being a part of our journey and we look forward to celebrating so many more women to come. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.